Hi everyone, uh, this is Sophie and I am the editor and producer for AOK. I work behind the scenes to give you a new episode every Friday morning. We are so grateful for your support, whether it's telling your friends about the show, sharing an episode on social media, or supporting us financially via Patreon. It's expensive to produce a podcast and Courtney pays the production fees out of her own pocket. Even with the generous support we are already getting from our current patrons, we need more help. So please consider becoming a patron. Your contribution, no matter how much, will make a significant difference. It's been such a privilege for us to make the show, and we really want to keep doing it. You can sign up at patreon.com slash AOKpod. Thanks! Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to AOK. Before we start the episode, we just want to remind you that everyone's sexual and romantic attraction works a bit differently. What you are about to hear are opinions based on personal experience, and any descriptions of romantic or sexual orientations featured in this episode are not representative of any group. Hello, friends, and welcome to AOK, the podcast about people on the aromantic and asexual spectrums. I'm your Aeroways host, Courtney Lang, and joining us today is Gwen Elledge, who is an astronomy nerd and a jock. Hello. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm 22. Uh, I use she, her pronouns. Uh, I identify as, I usually just say gay mm-hmm. because it's easier uh-huh. and people know what that is. Yes. Yeah. Whereas if I say, like, asexual and biromantic, right. but not really, yeah. but all of these other things, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> people know what gay yeah. is. So, so <laughs> do you ever get confusion, though, when you say you're gay? Like, Yes. Okay. Constantly. I, yeah. I get confused when I say it. Okay. I'm like, what do I mean yeah. when I say that I'm right. gay? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I try not to say, like, that in front of like family right for like obvious reasons yes. and also because like then my mom gets confused and she's like but I thought you said you were bi and I was like <laughs> we don't we don't need to talk about that right now um but even saying it like in front of my friends mm-hmm. um I'm like yeah I'm, I'm gay. gay and yeah. they're like but you're not and I'm yeah. like shut up it's yeah okay. <laughs> yeah it's kind of like how a lot of people just say queer because mm-hmm. it's easier I used to just identify as queer mm-hmm. that was like my main label in high school so why did it change uh, I don't really remember why exactly it changed so I first started identifying as bi that mm-hmm. was like sophomore year um, well actually first I was a straight ally mm. I was like the best straight ally uh-huh. and then my friend was like I don't think you're straight and I was like <laughs> So then you had to do some internal uh, <laughs> examination. Uh-huh. Yeah. Reflecting on the past mm-hmm. 16 years of my life and right. being like, oh, yes. <laughs> um, so then I was bi and then I learned what asexuality was. And I was like, oh, definitely that. Yeah. And so then it was asexual, biromantic. And I said, like, the full thing in, like, my gay therapy group at high school. And I was like, I am asexual, biromantic. Uh-huh. What's up? Yeah. Um, and that always felt, like, so clinical to Yeah. Me. How did people react to that? Um, I think I was the only kid in, like, my gay therapy group at high school 
that identified as ace okay. in any sort of respect. So I remember having to explain to like our counselors and to like my classmates Ugh. being like, it's like when you don't yeah. at all. Yeah. And they're like, I don't get it. Yeah. And like, or they're like, I don't think that's a thing. I don't, they weren't really like that. Good. I don't remember it. They might have been, but yeah. I don't think they were. <laughs> um, they were all too nice. Yeah. Um, but I just remember them being confused. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. So, but I, I was very proud and I was like, here you go. Here's right. my whole list right. of identities. Exactly. So what does being ace and bi-romantic mean? Um, For you, at least. Yeah. So... The asexual part to me means that like I'm not and probably will never be attracted in a sexual way to a person because mm-hmm. I've never really experienced that. Um, it's never like if I ever like start, you know, feeling interesting things in my body, it's never been like directly aimed right. at someone at or yeah. like because of someone specific. Right. It's just sort of, like, been there. Yeah. And I've never identified it as, like, it's more of just, like, a body response. Right. And not, like, a whole other, a whole host of things. Yeah. It's just kind of, like, one thing to me. Does it happen when you're, like, reading certain things or, like, watching certain things? Reading certain things, watching certain things. Or just, like, thinking about certain things. If you're really touch-starved and then mm, yes. you go to, like, the hairdresser yeah. and they do, like, the squishy <laughs> thing with your hair and you're like, oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, no. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at any of this right now. <laughs> I'm having a moment, and I need you to not be aware of it. Yeah. Lots of that yeah. happened the other week because I got my hair cut, and I was yeah. like, hmm. Do you feel like as an asexual, you are pretty touch-starved? Yes. Okay, well, me that's, too. That's mostly because I'm, I've, I've been very single for many, many years. Oh, yeah. Um, Which has been sad. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Because it doesn't, it's not even sexual touch. It's, it's just like, I like, need to be touched. Yeah. Like a hug. Yeah. A at hug all. would be great. It would be great. Like, if anyone wants to give me a hug, <laughs> it'd be great. <laughs> I get nervous thinking about asking my roommate, who is my best friend of 10 years, for a hug. Because yeah. I'm like, what if she says no? Right. <laughs> I can't take that. That's a thing. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the bi romantic piece. The bi romantic piece. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been romantically attracted to girls and guys and other yeah. people in between. Mm-hmm. Um, although lately, I've been on the fence about the bi part. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I don't trust men, question yeah, mark. Yeah, it's mostly women. <laughs> it's mostly women. Yeah. Um, and, like, I can see myself ending up with a girl. Yes. But it just sort of, like, in any circumstance. Yeah. But then it takes, like, a very specific guy mm-hmm. for me to like start like envisioning that right and I don't I don't know why that is yeah. so it's like I don't know gay yeah. with bi tendencies mm-hmm. I feel like I don't, I don't know if that's correct that's very comforting to hear because like I could, I could not ever picture myself with a dude Mm-mm. ever Mm-mm. like I just I can't I don't think I'm just so far past that that yeah like even QPP or like QPR or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could do it with a guy. Yeah. No. I I like sometimes if I think about like 
Like Jason Momoa, I'd be okay with. I have no idea who that is. Aquaman. Oh, he's the oh, the, the guy. Scaly in, boy. Yeah, the guy in Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. who's like really buff yeah. and is like Khaleesi's mm-hmm. husband or whatever. Yeah, he's in that new show, um, Sight or See. He's in a new show. Or Seeing Sight. I don't Maybe it's not him. I'm really, really bad with famous people. I just think he's really attractive. But he's he's <laughs> but he's like the one guy who I'm like, okay. Well, okay. Yeah, but there's like there's a different category in your brain, I think, for unattainable. Like for like for celebrities sure. and fictional characters. Yes. Um, those are a different thing. Yeah. 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 Because mm-hmm. you could talk to the straightest of straight of straight men and they would be like, Oh, I would fuck him. Yeah, but you're still kind of like, but would you? But actually, would you? Like, would you actually? Would you? Are you just saying that? So I don't know. It's like a whole different thing. It definitely is. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's very cool. So did you? I know that it sounds like you've tried a lot of different labels. Yes. Um, so many. <laughs> yeah. Was that hard, or like, did you find yourself like doubting yourself because you were changing so much? And I'm not saying you should have, but I feel like that's a lot of people's experience. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started identifying as queer, which was like junior, late junior year of high school, I think. Um, I was I was very certain, and like, I am queer. Here it is. And that, to me, felt almost more comforting mm-hmm. than having a very specific asexual biromantic yes. label. Because at the time, I was also, like, unsure in right. all, of, all of that. So having a label that, to me, felt ambiguous while I was still trying to figure things out was, like, perfect. I'm sure, yeah. So... I already forgot what you asked me. Um, I did too. <laughs> oh, so did you have trouble with all the switching labels or doubting yourself and mm. things like that? Um, or was it annoying when you were like, shit, I'm not that? It was, okay, I will admit it was <laughs> annoying because I had to come out to my mom like five separate times. Ugh, that's such a pain. <laughs> and I was like, mom, I'm bi. And then like a year later, I was like, mom, I'm asexual. She was like, what? And I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> And then, a year, like, two years later, I was like, Mom, I'm queer. And she was like, what? And I was like, you can't say that, though. Um, and then, like, I think this, it was maybe, like, a year ago, I had to be like, oh, yeah, I'm bi, but, like, not really. Right. But, like, you can call me bi. Like, that's fine. Yeah. And she was like, I, it's 12 in the morning. <laughs> We're standing in the kitchen, and I kind of need to go to bed. And I was like, no, no, we need to talk about this. Yeah, you're like, please, Mom. So that was frustrating, but, like... Yeah. It was that was like the most annoying thing about it because yeah yeah I mean my friends were all gay in high yeah. school so we were just sort of like hey feeling this today <laughs> and we were like good for you right exactly um, was it hard coming out to your mom like at least the first time and did it get harder or easier you know I don't think it ever got better or worse right. I think it's still difficult even though like I think I came out to her. End of freshman year. Okay. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. It was under end of freshman year or middle of sophomore year. Okay. Um, and that's when I told her I was bi. And I remember, I think I was, like, laying in my bed, and I was like, hey, Mom. She's like, what? And I was like, what if I told you that I wasn't straight? And she was like, 
cool. Aww. <laughs> well, she wasn't like cool, but right. she, was she was like, she was, I'd love you anyway. She honey. was like tight. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh, sick. That's awesome. <laughs> no, but she was like very supportive. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, and But then like the other times I had to do like a very similar situation, except like the most recent one, which was she actually asked me. Oh. She was like, what do you identify as nowadays? Right. Yeah. And I was like, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> Let me unpack all my baggage about yeah. labels. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Oh. When your parents ask you, it's the worst. It's the worst. My mom asked me once. I was um, – it was like I had been partying all night. I'm not a partier. So, like, <laughs> it was the worst. Oh, no. Um, and I got home at, like, 5 a.m., which was insane. <laughs> And not me. That's not who I am. <laughs> and nothing wrong if that's what you do. But, like, I – it's it's not, like, things I enjoy. Yeah. And that's I was early. standing on a balcony of this apartment building watching the sunrise, not because I wanted to, but because my mom called me at oh. 5 a.m. And there was a time difference. So, like, oh, okay. she wasn't, like, waking <laughs> up and being like, hey, are you gay? Um, <laughs> but, like, I was about to go to bed. And I was so exhausted. And she, she calls, and she never calls. So I was like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. I got to pick up. Mm-hmm. I pick up. I'm like, hi, Mom. Like, I'm about to go to bed. What's up? <laughs> and she was like, going to bed. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, what do you want? And she was like, are you gay? And I just kind of, like, looked over the balcony, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, bye, mom. <laughs> Brain is off right now. Right, I was like, I, I just like, was like, bye, mom. And I hung up my phone and went to bed. <laughs> um, so I never answered that question and she never asked me again. So, no. Oh, God. That's almost worse. Yeah. So who knows what she thinks? Who knows? Um, but they can, they can think whatever they want. You know, yeah. You know, it's like none of their business, but also <laughs> they just like want to know. But I don't want them to but know. They so. don't need to know. I just like am not ready for that at all. Yeah, no. Um, it's fine. So are, are labels important to you then? Some, in some ways they are. Yeah. In some ways they're not though. Yeah. Just sort of like in the fluidity of how I like identify myself. Just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm gay. Like right. that usually is like perfectly fine for me. Yeah. Um, Enough to convince people that you're not straight. And that's, that's also why I use queer. And I was like, yeah. you don't even know specifically what I am because I don't know what I am either. Right. And... Yeah, it's just enough for them to know that I'm not a heterosexual person, and that's <laughs> all. That's all that matters. That's to all me. they need. You to know. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. all I need. Um, and sometimes I feel not constricted by labels, but sort of like imposter syndrome, but like for being gay. Yeah. Um, especially with being asexual, right. because I very often like feel that. Because I have like a bodily response that that makes me not asexual, right? Um, and that's just like, and I, I guess I don't have an answer. Like I don't know if like what other people think about that because I don't really talk about it with other people. So it's it's like this weird like I say I'm asexual, but right. am I really? Right. You're so you're like this is how I view it. So they're handy. Like, they can be mm-hmm. useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also very limiting, I feel like, and too yeah. definitive. Definitely too definitive. Um, because we're all figuring everything out all the time. Yeah. Um, 
And I feel like, is anyone 100% sure of themselves? <laughs> I have never been sure of myself in my entire <laughs> life about anything. Yeah. So I also have a very, like, conflicted relationship with um, labels. Yeah. But they're useful, definitely. It, yeah. They're useful in, like, relating to other people. When yeah. They like, oh, I'm asexual. I'm like, right. Oh, oh I, yeah. I am that too. Yeah. I, I identify with part of that at least. Mm-hmm. So that's at least nice. Yeah. But I don't know. When I talk about like labels in reference to myself, mm-hmm. I can get kind of like, yeah. Ooh. Well, but I do know at the same time, like, if like for instance, I was in a workshop once, and this lady, this middle-aged white woman um (laughs) just the way you said lady uh, this lady this lady she was essentially like well why do we need all these labels and i immediately was like "Uh, uh, uh, it's a uh." sense of belonging so in that sense like labels yes we they are important Mm -hmm. but also very definitive and i don't really like that part of it yeah i feel like they're really good for like baby gays yes who need that sort of like like this is a Wikipedia page that I found that I yeah. strongly identify with, yeah. and this is the word for that, and now I have a word for it. Yeah, which and is great. Yeah. Having a word makes like a whole difference. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, having a word. Just if a I... single word can change your life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are you? So I I know that you mentioned earlier that you were on a dating site. Um, <laughs> yeah. So are you in a romantic relationship? Are you looking to be? I am not in a relationship. I am looking to be ladies. Um, <laughs> but the the thing is, like, I'm in my last semester of college. Right. I've this entire time I've just been super dedicated to graduating with a degree. Um, that like right now I feel so like emotionally, mentally, physically unavailable that right. like. As much as I want to, like, have a person to hold hands with, like, I don't think I would be a very good reciprocative, like, person to right. be in a relationship with at this time. At the moment. So. Yeah. I'm waiting, going on Tinder for validation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. So what do you put in your Tinder profile? I can look. Yeah. Do you want to look? <laughs> You'll have to take it off airplane mode. Oh, I can. I think I can just do it on the Wi-Fi. Maybe. Oh, we'll see. Let's find out. <laughs> I I spend a lot of time just like redoing my Tinder bio and like adding oh. photos, but then I like do nothing on Tinder. Yeah. So I'm wondering if I still have a Tinder profile like from years and years <laughs> ago um, that I just never deactivated, mm-hmm. and people are like trying to message me. <laughs> um, but at this point, I'm too scared to look. Honestly, and I never message anybody on here. I just go on there and I swipe, and then right. I'm, like sometimes I get like, "Oh, you matched," and I'm yeah. like, oh, and you're like, "Okay, oh, I'm done now. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. That's what I needed today." Yep. All right, what do I have on here? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please read it. Okay, Himbo, whose head is filled with air and love. Uh, Astrophysics major with a star emoji. Jock plus art ho, because I am. Minnesota Quidditch bitch with a broom Mm. emoji. (laughs) Um, Overall is in 80s music till I die. Reduce, reuse, recycle, baby. Looking for a cutie. (laughs) Then I hate dating apps, but let's get tea and talk about TV and do some telescope viewing because I have access to a telescope. And it's pretty cool. Cool. And then I have, like, she, her, ace, and bi, AF with a bunch of emojis and then, like, my astrology stuff. Wait, wait. What are the the emojis? Just a, a pink heart, a purple heart, a red heart, and then, 
like emojis for like my astrology signs that isn't real but <laughs> gays think it is real and you know what I admire that yeah so <laughs> this is a side note but <laughs> I'm I'm a TA for uh, an intro to astronomy course and I overheard a couple of my students two weeks ago being like I thought that astronomy and astrology were the same thing oh no and I was like <sighs> And then they started talking about, like, oh, my God, what's your sign? And, like, the two boys at their table were like, what? And I was like, (laughs) you're supposed to be talking about the moon and figuring out how how the moon has phases. Let's not talk about how much you're a cancer. Like, it's not not anything. It's not this. That is, oh, no, I wonder at what point they figured it out. (laughs) Probably when I sat down and was like, hey, stars are cool. You know what's even cooler? planets (laughs) and the moon and you have to do math now and they're like oh no oh no oh no i'm sorry i'm a leo i'm too good for this (laughs) literally (laughs) going back to dating yes yes (laughs) uh do you see romance as a higher priority than friendship or vice versa oh hell no yeah like friendship to me is worth more than anything oh hell yeah yeah (laughs) it's worth more than anything to me like i Especially, like, in it's friendship to me is like the basis of like all of my relationships, whether they were romantic or just platonic. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never dated anybody, I've only dated like three people. Okay. Um, technically, four people. Um, <laughs> we'll not get into that at the moment. <laughs> um, but they were all like my friends before we started dating. Okay. And I know that there's like a there's there's a term for there's there's an identity that's like I need to know a person before I can start having oh, feelings for them. Yeah, Demi. Yeah. Um and I've never I don't know if that's a a word to describe me that mm-hmm. that just to me just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I if I don't know you. Right. Like I can't see myself going to a bar and being like just like picking up somebody and then right. marrying them one day like yeah well also it's not really action oriented it's it's like going to a bar and seeing someone you don't know and being sexually attracted to them yeah that's the difference mm-hmm. between um like demis wouldn't be attracted to that stranger uh, yeah oh that makes sense yeah okay yeah yeah that makes sense but, uh, yeah i don't know like <laughs> <laughs> like i I'm a firm believer that everybody who comes into my life is there for a reason, and mm-hmm. anybody who isn't in there is not there for a reason. So, yeah. like, f- even on, like, Tinder, like, I just go on there for validation. I'm not yeah. really looking to, like, actually link up with people. Right. Because, like, if we've never met before, right? Like, I don't – how many common interests do we have then? Right. Oh, have you ever been on a Tinder date? Technically, I have, but it was with a person that I knew. Oh, okay. And then we started talking yeah. through Tinder. Mm-hmm. So technically, yes. Yeah. But Ooh. then yeah. I have been on my fair share of Tinder dates. So you aren't missing anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> I yeah, that's one thing that like I go on there and I say I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna go find somebody, and I'm like, as soon as anybody ever messages me, I'm like, <laughs> do not interact. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm just gonna fade out of this one. <laughs> Didn't want this actually. Yeah. Um, okay. So you mentioned that you're studying astrophysics, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what made you want to study that? Yeah, I don't – I think – I only really figured out that you could be a person who does, like, physics for your career in, like, high school Mm -hmm. when, like – And you like physics? 
Well, <laughs> okay. Well, um, I like doing math. Okay. Physics hurts me sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I only figured out that you could do that when like the Big Bang Theory came on. Like that. Ugh, that did you like that show? I did when it came out. Okay. I'm not gonna judge. Sorry. <laughs> I was so no, judgmental. I, I judge myself for liking that. Honestly, I was so judgmental just now. Please go on about the Big Bang Theory. No, but that was like the first time that like. I learned that there are people out there who just do physics and, like, that's their career. And mm-hmm. they, like, figure out stuff about how the world works and how the universe works. And I was like, that's really cool. I never knew that. Um, and there's, like, that one character who's an astrophysicist. I think, I think he's Raj. I don't know. Uh, I'm embarrassed <laughs> that I know that name. That's terrible. You're Scrape fine. that from no, your you memory. Don't. Totally fine. <laughs> no. Um But, like, that was – I didn't even know that astrophysics was a thing. I didn't know that you could just do physics for space. Right. I had no idea. Um, And when you heard it, it was kind of like, well, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Well, at first I wanted to be, like, a theoretical physicist because that was what Sheldon was. Um, And I was like, I want to be super smart. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm in college and know what theoretical physics is. I'm like, no, (laughs) no. Why would I ever think about doing that? Right. but yeah, I think I was super set when I applied here to be a computer science major because I did computer science like junior year through uh, senior year of high school and I had a really great teacher and I was like, I'm going to be a computer scientist for you because you're my favorite <laughs> and you encourage me to be a cool person. I don't right. know. Um, and as soon as I got to college, I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah. Um, it really, teachers have such an effect. Yes, they yeah. really do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really quite scratched that. Um, and I had taken an astronomy course in my high school with this really whack teacher who I love. He's from Alaska, like born, raised in like outback Alaska. Oh, cool. He, he told us all about it. He's the strangest man I've ever met. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that class was great. And I learned a lot about just sort of like how space works and I was like ooh this is kind of cool yeah I kind of really wanted to learn more about this what is your favorite sorry I keep asking you favorite questions no, but like good. what is your favorite thing to think about in astrophysics like ooh. is there something you think about all the time like is it like a specific like I don't, do you know what I mean like is it a physics like a physics like mm-hmm. thing or like an item in space like dark matter or like mm-hmm. any of that kind of stuff. Mhm. Um let's See, what do I think? I think about gravity a lot. Oh. Which, <laughs> because it's like the bending of space and time itself. It's really? not really like it's not like a force. Uh-huh. It's what is it's the result of like things that have mass like like bending the fabric of space-time. Okay. And I just think about that a lot because I'm like, that's so cool. Also, I can't like yeah. conceptualize that, but I can a little bit. So. Is it true? I've watched like one documentary. Is it, <laughs> is it true that um, like the bigger the mass, obviously the greater the gravity, mm-hmm. but also the slower time moves? Yeah. So, okay. Let me try to see if I have... Do you I, need? I need to. Okay, hold on. Hold on, oh. hold on, hold on. She's gonna do something, and I'll do my best something. to explain it. This is so exciting. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to find like. Do you have like a? Do you have 
like a marble on you? <laughs> no. Why would I have a marble? <laughs> because that's a good representation. Uh, okay, hold on. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna use my earbuds okay so we just we just went on an adventure um it was really fun uh, so, adventure about gravity yeah so essentially we had a pillowcase suspended between us mm-hmm. and she threw her raycon case in there mm-hmm. to so it was like weighted down in the middle like a hammock mm-hmm. and then if it's super heavy like if the mass is really big on the inside mm-hmm. it's heavier and then the pillowcase wraps around it yeah, so it's sort of like a really deep, like really sh- like infinite well would okay. happen. So like, like there's like a little dent, and it gets heavier as uh-huh. it, or like gets further down as like more th- or as a thing is like more massive. Right, and, and that's then, a black hole. Yeah, the most like massive thing that we know in our universe is a black hole. Uh-huh. So it just is just infinitely deep. Yeah. And it just pulls everything down into it. Okay. And it just messes with time yeah. so much and space. We yeah. don't know where things go when they go right. into a black hole. Right. And we don't know really – we don't understand, like, how time well, – we do understand how time works, but we also don't really understand right. how time works when you, like – You can, like, theorize, but if you think too hard about it, it doesn't yeah. make sense again. The way a black hole forms is because um, a very, very dense neutron star – collapses it on itself. Oh. Um, and neutron stars are, like, the diameter of, like, a city, like a big city. Oh, that's not that big. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, a really, really big, like, blue giant star is so big. Yeah. It's so big. <laughs> um, I can't even tell you how big it is because I don't remember the magnitudes of how big it is, but it's very, very big. Uh-huh. Um, and... Even though, like, that's super big, it's not necessarily as dense or as massive. Okay. So if a big star collapses in on itself, it doesn't make a black hole? So if a big star collapses in on itself, it becomes a neutron star. And if that neutron star is big enough, it becomes a black hole. Oh. So it's it's a couple different things. And what happens if it's not big enough? Then it stays a neutron star and it just chills out for a while. Oh, and then it becomes... And it then it just is a neutron star forever. Um, I think so. Okay, I trust you. <laughs> you could you be wrong, but I trust you. So I only have one more question for you. Okay. Um, who is someone important to you? My little cousin. Oh my god! Why? Um, she's eighteen. Her name is Jenny. Um. So we are four years apart. Um. And for a long time, we pretty much only had each other. Um, but here's the thing. We didn't like each other until, like, high school when we both learned how to be a communicated, a communicative person <laughs> with one another. And we were like, oh, we actually have a lot in common. Yeah. Who would have who thunk it? Yeah. Um, but she's, like, one of my closest friends, favorite people in the whole world. She's, like, the kindest, most generous, like, everything she's just the best person i love her so much um and she and i are like the gay cousins in our family yeah she's bi i'm bi uh-huh. we're all we're all bi that's great um and she she we're like we're the same person but we're not the same person because we have very different personalities but we're pretty much like going through the same stuff 
like I have mental illness problems. She has mental illness problems. I'm gay. She's gay. Like we have all this stuff going on and it's, I feel very privileged to be able to like impart wisdom upon her, even yeah. though I'm only four years older than her, but she's like <laughs> going to college and she's like having a good time. And she's also a very religious person. And so it's been interesting to learn from her how to, how she's grown up dealing with being a religious person, keeping her faith and also being a person with mental illness and with right. being gay. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. That made sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, it did. Um, but yeah, she's just my favorite person. She's just Aww. one of the best people out there, and I that's, love her. That's so great. Jenny, if you're listening, I love you. Oh, love it. <laughs> uh, well, that's all the questions I have for you. Okay. This was so fun. <laughs> Thank you for letting me explain poorly gravity <laughs> to you because – that was interesting for me. That was the funnest thing I've done in an interview. So Can you I, tell I'm sleep deprived? I, no, I can't at all. You're looking great and you're acting great. Good job. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and thank you to our newest patrons, Britt Faith, Lisa JD, and Cy the Beagle. Um, and to our listeners, especially those of you who are leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, these reviews help a lot, actually. So we really appreciate it. Go review it. Yes, go review it. Five stars. Five stars, please. Five stars. Not four. Six. Well, I wish. Six Six if you can. If there's a secret star you can click, go for it. Ooh, find it. Yeah. Uh, Our astrophysicist says. I'll find it. Go find that star. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And always, thank you to Uberkick for the use of their song A-OK, to Tanner Grayler for creating our cover art, to Sophie Lavon for editing and producing this episode, and to our amazing patrons on patreon.com slash A-OKpod. I'll be back next week with another guest. But until then, I'm Courtney Lang. And I'm Gwen Elledge. And, and we, we are, are A-OK.